Hey everyone, this is Ben with Blue Ribbon Coalition. This is episode 33 of the Defend Your Ground podcast. And tonight we're going to talk about why we need to defund the Bureau of Land Management team that is preparing the monument management plan for the Grand Staircase Escalante National Monument. Good news is Congress, the House Committee of Energy and Natural Resources, they've already passed an appropriations bill where they have defunded any effort to plan or implement the Biden expansion of the National Monuments. That will likely be something that gets debated and voted on in the House of Representatives sometime in September. We have an action alert where you can encourage your member of Congress to to support that effort. We believe it should be defunded. Today we're going to talk about why and hopefully the same measure will will make its way to the Senate. It'll probably have a harder time to pass, but if it passes the House, they will have to conference the bills together and hopefully at the very least they should stop funding this. They should stop moving it forward. Last week, we did file our notice of appeal to the 10th Circuit Court of Appeals to uh, move our case forward, challenging these national monuments. And so we are still fighting that fight. We do expect that could potentially go to the Supreme Court. Until all these court and litigation challenges are settled, there's no reason for them to be rushing forward with a monument management plan, especially one that's as terrible as what we are currently unpacking right now. It's a 1,200-page plan that's riddled with contradictions. It's difficult to make any sense of. But if you assume the worst, which I kind of have to do with this crowd, uh, Simone, what are, we got Simone here, our policy director. Tell us what you're finding in this plan. Um, worst case scenario, like you said, we've got to assume we're going to get maybe seven roads that stay open, and several of those are county roads anyways. Um, they're very substantial and heavily used roads that the county at least tries to maintain, but the BLM doesn't let them maintain it. Um, they're proposing to completely remove recreational target shooting, um, gathering wood, which a lot of people go and camp and they gather wood, um, ban uh, campfires unless they're in a fire pan I mean just the restrictions are ridiculous there's so many of them The basically I mean at least two thirds of the area is being proposed to be restricted to OHV use there's an open OHV area that we have it's it's small it's not huge but it's just it's just on the edge of Escalante and it's been around for decades it's got a strong history of use and lots of traditions tied up to that area and in all the alternatives um, they're going to close that open OHV area and so it's important that we defund this planning process it's truly a joke it's a slap in the face that so much time and resources and money are being put in to creating this plan that's a joke and on top of that They've already put out signs in on this open OHV area saying that um, travel has to be on designated routes. Um, and that's no plan has been passed yet that closes the open OHV area, but yet they already have signs up saying that. And just the amount of time that somebody had to spend to go and put those signs up, I mean, it's all just ridiculous. And 
I am clearly really frustrated with the plan. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right to point out that they are spending a lot of time and money on something that's not done yet. Uh, there, We posted on social media, we have a website post about this. This is the post where you can go contact your member of Congress, and the, the masthead picture on this post is a picture that the county put up on hole in the rock road one of the one of the seven roads i guess give or take i mean i think it's more like real roads that they're keeping open the other ones are like state highways and stuff it like this is a county road a major road we know this place gets ninety thousand visitors a year back before trump shrunk the monument i mean this is a popular part of the area and they can't maintain the road the county has a sign that says the monument national monument won't let us maintain this road and so travel at your own risk we can't maintain it and there's unmarked hazards and obstacles and things that they can't maintain it so here you have a county who with their own money with their own budget who wants to maintain this road because they know that it brings a lot of people into the area they have to pay for the search and rescue bill when some idiot goes out there under equipped and doesn't know what they're doing they're trying to manage the people's access and experience into garfield county and they cannot because the blm will tell them they can't and yet somehow the blm has enough funding we i mean they publish two pages a table that's two pages long of it's at least 60 different full-time staff and a dozen contracted individuals that are all helping put this plan together and that's like everything wrong with public land management today you have a office a massive air-conditioned huge office full of people sitting in cubicles doing plans and nobody actually out managing the land and maintaining roads and doing vegetation treatments and preventing wildfires and doing all the things that you should do if you actually own hundred millions hundreds of millions of acres of land they don't it's all just plants 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 1200 pages of plants and then you read them and we we have a map that shows their travel transportation plan and it's got two colors on it pink and yellow pink is everywhere that's closed to off-highway vehicle use which is mainly the dirt roads and yellow is where they'll limit ohv use to existing routes almost the whole thing's pink and then there's another map that says well we're only closing like two roads but nowhere really clarifies can we use the roads that are still there but that are in this pink area, I would, I mean, reasons suggest no, that they're, if it's pink, you can't use the roads even if they're there. And so we're confident that there's going to be these four to seven roads that will be left open. And these are some of the most popular big roads in the area. And that's 2 million acres. That's the state of Delaware, seven roads. Like you can't have a functional anything in a modern economy with seven roads. And so that's one of the big concerns uh simone i wanted to read you i was reading a story about the monuments in the times independent this is moab newspaper it got bought out by the salt lake tribune so they're setting the record straight on the new monument that joe biden created down in arizona and they had included quotes from a lot of people that we know that are in king county like the the Heatons and Celeste Myers and other folks who are really upset by this that represent a lot of the ranchers and the folks in Kane County that actually access and use this area. And they were saying, we're worried this is going to impact our ranchers. It's going to impact our recreation. It's going to impact, I mean, everybody's been saying everywhere around that monument that, ha, 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 this is going to remove the mining and the uranium. That's every story you read about this. 
Uh, listen to what Amber Raimondo, who's the energy director for the environmental nonprofit called the Grand Canyon Trust, uh, she says that these assertions are just plain wrong. She said the monument will not involve the seizure of private property, threaten existing livestock or water rights, or limit access to recreation. Hmm. Funny, because... So, Amber, <laughs> I mean, we need to get Amber on the show. We, I would love to talk to her about the Grand Canyon Trust and the grazing permits that they own in the Grand Staircase Escalante National Monument and let's ask her about the threats to livestock. Are they tell us what's happening to the livestock AUMs in Grand Staircase according to this plan? So AUMs are going to be decreased no matter what alternative they choose. They're going to be dis- decreased. The worst case scenario it's they're basically cut in half. Um, okay, so there is are it, is, several allotments that will be closed completely. Okay, so is a cut to AUMs a threat to livestock grazing? Possibly. Is removing a permit uh, area like a threat to livestock grazing? Huge. Oh, so I guess we're just plain wrong that we have hard evidence that that's exactly what they're proposing well, to do. There's here. even more too. I mean, there's. I mean, I could send you a list of how many areas that are going to just be completely closed to grazing. So these are areas that are in people's allotments that they own. These are their. This is their property, and these areas they now can't have cattle on anymore. And so about half of the monument um, is going to be completely prohibited to any grazing. And so, yeah, I mean, I know these families, I know their kids. I, I, this is going to devastate our community. It is. Yeah. Well, Amber, no, I mean, Grand Canyon Trust has grazing permits. They, they know exactly what's going on with the grazing permits because they've been trying to retire them ever since they acquired them for millions of dollars from, I think it was the Lefevre family. Mm-hmm. And they've been illegally operating that grazing permit since the day they acquired it. Like the very first thing on your permit when you get one is that you have to turn out cows onto your permit. And they tried to get conservation protection exclusions from the management. You're allowed to do that three consecutive years out of 10 years and four total years out of 10 years. They did it for like six consecutive years. So blatant flagrant violations of BLM regulations. And do they ever get enforced against them? Oh, no, no, we would never enforce anything against the Grand Canyon Trust. I know, because I tried to FOIA all the documents to see what the BLM was doing about it, and it was nothing. And it's no secret they've been using the monument as an effort to try to retire those allotments, because legally you can't do that. The law does not allow for you to just acquire and retire an allotment. You have to utilize it if you acquire it. So they sat there and broke the law for half a decade or longer, and then finally got Biden and his proclamation to include in a presidential proclamation that the permits would be retired. There's still huge legal questions about whether that's even doable. But for this woman who speaks for them as their spokesperson to come out and say, oh, this won't affect livestock grazing at all. Uh, sorry, you're wrong, too. This isn't accurate what she's saying. She's just she's plain wrong. And I'll challenge that any day of the week. She says it won't limit access to recreation. What have we been talking about? Like, how easy is it to recreate in 2 million acres where there's seven roads? Well, and then on top of that, even where you have less roads, then it's permit requirements and group size limitations on top of just limiting roads and where you can actually get to. But it's who you can be there with and how many people you can be there with. 
Yeah, and so I mean, we know it'll affect recreation. We've been watching them. We know there's been volunteer efforts. And what have the volunteers been out doing, Simone, to the dispersed campsites? They've been removing them, and they can't even give me the documentation of that because they're too busy doing this resource monument planning. The twelve hundred page plan. They can't document the actions they're already doing that should be waiting to be done until after the plan's over. Because uh, we got upset about this. We saw that the Overland Expo was funding, through their grant program, the closure of dispersed campsites. And we're like, oh, what? why is an overlanding organization funding a volunteer project that would close a dispersed campsite? And so we asked the BLM. We're like, and, and everyone was like, oh, no, no, this was fine. This was fine. This was unauthorized sites. And we said, oh, perfect. Show us the process by which you determined that these were unauthorized sites. Because normally on BLM land, prior to being designated a monument, it would be legal to camp on the side of the road. We found the BLM Transportation Travel Planning website PDF document, and on the cover picture of that document, they have a picture of a vehicle off of the trail on the side of a road dispersed camping because that's perfectly acceptable to do on BLM land. Until they decide out of nowhere that it's an unauthorized site, sorry, you can't do that. You have to go through a planning process to determine if something's unauthorized. The planning process isn't done because that's why we're evaluating the 1,200-place plan that isn't done yet. You're still accepting comment on it. So why are you implementing something that's not complete? And so, yeah, you're going to limit access to recreation on these monuments, Amber Raimondo from Grand Canyon Trust. It's already happening. So don't sit there and tell the newspaper that, oh, we're just plain wrong. It's happening in front of our eyes. We're not idiots. And so now we have the Grand Canyon Trust. They own grazing allotments in the North Rim. They will probably retire those in this area that was just designated. And that's guaranteed to happen at this point. Whether or not it's legal or not, we'll find out, I guess, in the courts. Uh, But this woman is dangerously misleading. Uh, These monuments are going to impact all of these uses on public land. And she needs to be called out on it. So there you go. Uh, what else are you finding in this one, Simone? Let's talk about the Inchworm Arch Road. Uh, you've found conflicting evidence about that uh, one. Or... I mean, I'm pretty sure... That's the thing. It's... This plan is so massive, and there's different appendices and, and whatnot, but... At one point, you have it saying that in all alternatives, uh, the V Road, Inchworm, Arch Road, they are going to be closed. Um, somewhere else in the plan says that it'll be left open, but again, I'm going to assume that these are going to be closed. Um, I think that part of the plan is more accurate. It is confusing. It is. Um, well, let's say they close it. Inchworm March Road. I mean, let's talk about this one for a minute. Yeah, I think Who, that, Why does this road exist? Why, like, how has it been there? Who's been maintaining it? I mean, why do we have an Inchworm March Road? OHV groups, they go and they maintain it, and they do volunteer projects to keep this road open. This was like a <laughs> headlining... This was a headlining stewardship project. This was stewardship for years. Volunteers showing up, getting grant money, getting projects, real building and maintaining these roads. This is how we keep our trails open they claim i mean they they tread lightly this thing into existence and kept it open for years and then now what one monument plan 
closed. Who cares? BLM doesn't give two craps about the stewardship anymore. They're closing. I mean, I appreciate if people want to do, you know, these projects and whatnot, but the claim that this is what's going to keep routes open, I mean, that's just, it's not true. That's not what keeps the roads open. It's nice and it's helpful for different reasons, but not to keep access yeah, available. The, the stewardship people. isn't going to keep the Inchworm March road open at this point. It'll be a lawsuit at the Supreme Court and we're the only ones fighting that fight. And so, again, I agree with you, Simone. I support stewardship projects. They have limited utility. They do help improve goodwill, and they actually make the landscape better because obviously the BLM doesn't have the resources to go maintain the land because they got 800 people drawing up 1,200-page plans all day long. They don't have anybody out there to go maintain the Inchworm Arch Road. They have to have volunteer OHV groups do it. So they can have their planners working around the clock, except for weekends and holidays. And and so it's that's what it is i mean you have to actually fight this stuff they're gonna just close it the plan here is uh, by all accounts you look at the pink on that map if that's what this becomes and uh, sorry it's in there it's a map it's all pink pink means no use basically into that area because no roads no access unless you're willing to go hike into it which i know almost everybody is not there might be a small, 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 small group of people that will. But even if you're backpacking in, what, like, hope you don't want a fire because you can't collect firewood. I hope you don't need to be search and rescued because there's not going to be any roads for people to get to you. And Garfield County isn't going to have the funding to manage a real search and rescue operation because their whole economy has been gutted because the livestock grazing is actually has been hurt by this. And so has the recreation and every other use on the landscape. And so that's what's going on in Grand Staircase. We do need everybody to contact the member of Congress, tell them that you support the effort to defund this planning process. At this point, it's just a joke and an insult to, I want my tax dollars back on this one. I, like Some planning things I'll go along with. It's like, okay, if this is the process, this is what we'll do. This one, we're not getting our money's worth. We should get our money back. We should stop the process until the lawsuits are settled. Because what's happening here feels vindictive. It feels like they're just trying to do as much damage as they can to those who've opposed this monument for a long time, which it's been hugely controversial. There's still a lot of people who do not support this, who do not like this being done to them. And this plan is just an insult to everybody that has to try and make a life in this area. Uh, not, Not the least of which are the BLM folks that work i mean i'm aware of at least one person i don't know any of these people personally but they own uh, someone that works for the blm owns private property that's landlocked by the monument and the monument let them build a road to their house no nepa no anything just let them go build a road to it so they get preferential treatment the previous monument manager gets to take his church groups out and they could be bigger than the 50 heartbeats or whatever the rule is but everybody else has to follow the rules and so this nonsense and they get to cite their own research in the plan <laughs> yeah and so it's time for congress to step in and actually provide relief to the communities that are being just devastated by these monuments it's time to rein in the bureaucrats you delegated your legislative power and now it's just being completely abused time to take it back congress uh, we will continue to fight this in the courts, and hopefully the courts also come to the same conclusion. But at this point, it's just an insult and a joke, and uh, 
so go ahead. We'll have a link to the to the website where you can go make your concerns known to your member of Congress. And then shortly, we'll also have an action alert where you can submit your comment to the BLM. When are the comments due on this one, Simone? Do you remember? November 5th, I believe. So okay. we've got a few So months. we still got a couple months to go and weigh in on this one. And so we're, I mean, I think we should probably still ask for an extension because it's 1,200 pages of nonsense. Yeah, yeah, they do have public meetings that are starting in September, and those will all be listed on the website as well. Um, and we'll go to those. We'll ask them the questions of why does this map show that there's roads and this map shows they're not. What do you guys actually mean here? Because it doesn't make sense to us, and we, we actually do this a lot. It's not like we we don't read hundreds of these plans. This one just does seems designed to almost not make any sense. And so... Anyway, hopefully, if the meetings are in September, hopefully they'll find out by September that their whole effort's been defunded because I think that's when they'll pass this continuing resolution that would include the appropriations writer that would defund this. So maybe all the meetings will get canceled, Simone. I guess we can always cross our fingers that Congress will actually show up and do their job. Um, So it certainly wouldn't hurt if they heard from all of you. And so go ahead and let them know what you think. We'll certainly be letting them know what we think. Uh, So that's one of the biggest things that's been happening, I mean, if you've been following the news, you know the monuments have been taking up a lot of time in the press. Um, but the Biden administration isn't relenting on anywhere. I mean, we see a lot of plans coming out on a lot of different things. I, we could do a, I could probably do a four-hour podcast tonight and cover a lot of ground, but we don't have that much time. But we do want to take five minutes and let you know about a snowmobile plan that's they keep extending the deadline. It, it would have been due already, but the Kootenai National Forest up in Montana, mostly, I think it might cross a little bit into Idaho. I haven't looked at the map directly, but lots of cool terrain. Lots I've been up in that area. And tell us what's going on up there, Simone. Uh, so, I mean, a lot of the same stuff that we see with these OSV plans, um, they're limiting when OSV use can happen depending on arbitrary dates and those limits Um, and so we see restrictions there and I can't remember off the top of my head how many acres are being proposed to be close to OSV use Um, but we need people to comment and to get engaged on this and put that the link in the show notes that people can submit comments for the Kootenai too yeah so we've been I mean we're part of a lawsuit with the Sierra Snowmobile Foundation where we're seeing the Forest Service do all these new snowmobile plans and they all kind of have the same common themes of what they're using to restrict access you've got the Winter Wildlands Project as the environmental group that's really pushing for closures and restrictions and We've tried to get people animated about what's going on in California, and you get uh, the snowmobile communities kind of spread out, and they tend to care when things are happening in their backyard, and um, the California one isn't affecting as many people as um, these Idaho and Montana. I mean, anything happening in Idaho, Montana, Utah, or Colorado, it's definitely a lot more snowmobiling that goes out there and goes on out there and we have a lot of plants coming up in all those areas uh i think we have we will be going to a 
objection resolution meetings. We've objected to some things going on in the Ashley National Forest that just finished their forest plan. Uh, so our organization, Connect we've been... as well. Yeah, we had the Connexu plan. Uh, what, remind everybody what the status is on that one, because that one's recently kind of moved through yeah, the process, right? So, mm-hmm. so right now it's just um, it's for objections. So if you have previously submitted comments on that, you can submit an objection, and then it will move to an objection resolution meeting um, to see if any resolution can come about for the plan of same things. I mean, we typically see with these OSV plans, they'll cut the amount of acreage open to travel, cut the amount of groom trails and put in seasonal restrictions and usually snow depth um, restrictions as well. Okay. Well, so if you haven't commented yet on the over snow plans, we need your help with those. It, it's a hard time to have snow building on the mind. Everybody's still in summer mode, and these plans seem to come out mostly in the summer. But sled season's right around the corner, and you're going to want to. You'll everyone will wish they'd been more involved in this once you start seeing the closures happen, which we're doing everything we can to prevent. Uh, let us know that you've got our back and that you support us in this, and that you're adding your voice to ours and keeping the Forest Service. We need to keep the pressure on them or else we know for sure they'll be getting pressure from the other side that wants to see the closures. So they need to hear from you. Uh, So that's everything we've got for this episode. It's episode 33. If you haven't subscribed yet, you should. Uh, Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. And again, we'll have the links in the show notes where you could take action. And we will see you next week where it looks like we're going to have a guest. one of the folks who's been heavily involved in the fight in Oceano Dunes, uh, involved in some of the studies and things that have gone on there that were behind the recent core victory that happened, and we'd love to get a full briefing on that story. I know everybody's followed the Oceano Dunes fight very closely. We were we played a limited role in that early on and then uh, kind of deferred to this group as they were gearing up a legal action. They did a great job, and we want to showcase some of the work they did. So. Be sure to check out next week's episode as well, and we will see you next week.